You are listening to the REI Mastermind Podcast. Join JD as he chats with industry-leading real estate experts and professionals. We learn from their experience and uncover the strategies to their success that we can implement into our own businesses and we can drive immediate results today. They share their experience and wisdom as we build the foundation to our own success. This is the REI Mastermind Network. We have Pat Struby on the call today. And if you haven't heard of Pat, Pat is an author and he specifically focuses on retirement books. But I mentioned before we even started recording, I'm a huge fan of the way you write books because it's more in the lines of like a parable or a story. It's just not a regurgitation of a bunch of information, you know, uh, it's just so much easier and far easier to digest. So I really appreciate you being on the show. And his new book is going to be called The Retirement Secret, A Simple Approach to Financial Peace of Mind. And I'll make sure to have links in the show notes. But before we kick things off, is there any like a website or somebody something we should be directing people to? Yeah, that uh, that's great. Uh, we actually have this. Uh, obviously, it, it's uh, available on Amazon, and um, the uh, we do have the site, uh, theretirementsecret.com, uh, where where your listeners can go and get more additional information. So, no, that that's awesome, and I'll make sure to include those links in the show notes. But uh, like I mentioned to you, I always really appreciate uh, like some diversification when it comes to discussing discussing financials because as real estate investors we get really focused on real estate, but I really want us to make sure that we broaden our horizons a little bit. But before I go down that road, I'm always been curious is like, how did you start writing these type of books and focusing on more of a storytelling uh, way about it? Yeah, I actually, I've been a financial planner for 23 years now and um, wrote my first book, um, Save Your Retirement. Um, Amazingly to me, it's been nine years ago, and it, it's so funny what you mentioned as far as just regurgitating information. The the first time I had the idea to write the book, and I had this big burst of writing, and I wrote a couple of chapters, and I put it away, and I thought, oh, this is great. And I I went back the next day, and I read it, and I thought, this is so boring. <laughs> I can't believe because it was just a textbook. I just wrote it like a textbook, and I thought this is terrible. And so I kind of I literally just had to just delete the whole thing and start over, and that was. Uh, I don't know where the you know the ideas kind of came together to uh, you know to build it into a story, but the uh, the first book has seven villains and they're kind of introduced you know kind of like a Christmas Carol, you know with the uh, the the ghosts of Christmas past and and that's kind of what I borrowed from and uh, I appreciate your kind words. It's it's uh, I was thankful that it kind of came out of my mind that way and we've had so many other people say the same thing because finance can just be so dry. And so the, the goal is just to make it readable and enjoyable to get the ideas. Well, I, I think people can relate. I mean, look at one of the biggest selling books. Everybody that I've ever had on the show always points to Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You know, And yeah. that is a very storytelling uh, book as well. I mean, it, it, it's just so much easier to digest. And frankly, it, it hits closer to home. Like It, it actually helps you apply those strategies to like a real world scenario. It does. And I think when you, when you re- read something as a textbook, you can get the information out of it, but it's almost mentally draining to do that. And yeah, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is, is one of the all-time greats um, as a way of using those stories to kind of draw you in and you can still take the lessons from it, which is the, the valuable part of it. 
Well, in that first book you had written, uh, it was called Save for Retirement, right? Save Um, Your Retirement. Save Your Retirement. And you kind of wrote it more of it like a superhero against some villains. Can you talk a little bit about like some of those villains when it comes to Save Your Retirement? Yeah, the first book, uh, we have Dick and Jane that are approaching retirement and they're trying to figure out, you know, what's coming at them. So the the initial book was really more of a comprehensive look of what kinds of things um, should we have to worry about. So just as an example, the first villain is Lady Longevity. So she's this evil lady that uh, while we all want to live a long time, usually, um, you know, one of the biggest challenges financially is outliving our money. Um, and so that's what she brings to the table is, um, you know, this, this, you know, what if, you know, we, we, when we're growing up, we think it'd be nice to, to live a long, healthy life. And then when you become a grown up and you're thinking about your finances and you're thinking, if I live to 95, how am I going to make sure I'm not eating cat food someday? You know? Mm-hmm. So that's one example. Uh, we have, uh, iceberg Ivan is, um, is, uh, he represents investment fees. And, uh, so the idea is, you know, nine tenths of an iceberg is hidden below the surface. And that's a lot of how financial companies work. You know, they, they kind of show you this little sliver on the top, like a 401k statement will say you're paying $10 a year in administrative fees and you're, you're missing all of the percentages and charges that are there. Um, so that book just kind of takes you through quickly each of these seven different areas, um, uh, which kind of goes through all kinds of different layers of retirement planning. And then the new book, The Retirement Secret, really uh, hones in on kind of investing and, and allocating your money. Sure. So, you know, that's another thing that I just noticed as well is that, you know, this book or last book, it was Dick and Jane. This book is Jack and Jill. Is there a significance to those character choices too? Yeah. I, uh, this is one of those funny things, you know, you, you just make choices as you go. And I, I just, I kind of chuckled to myself when I thought of Dick and Jane and uh, I never, I never thought of a better, any better names. And I don't know how many of our clients came back to us and said, I just love that. Cause we learned that as kids, we were reading, we were reading Dick and Jane as kids, you know? Uh, and then uh, well, I thought, well, who better to follow up with than Jack and Jill just to kind of take those, you know, historic tried and true names, um, you know, that we all have either, you know, studied or, or read about when we were kids. Sure. Well, you know, I, and I rarely do this, but I'm going to do this in this situation because you, your team sends over like a, a list of, of just kind of spark questions for me. And, and, but what, the one that I thought was really like stood out for me was number six. And it says, how can readers determine the purpose of their money and why is their realization so important? Uh, I yeah. wanted to put you on a spot because that one really stood out out of the list that they gave me. Well, I love that one because, um, you know, the thing about our money is uh, there's so many different ways we can invest our money. Of course, real estate can be a wonderful investment. You know, the stock market can be a great investment. If you are online or listening to podcasts or watching TV, everyone loves talking about investing. They love talking about the highest rate of return. And this is what, you know, Wall Street has gotten us obsessed with, right, is how to double your money or, or anything like that. And the, the point, and I'm glad you brought that up, uh, the point is that we don't need to be obsessed with rate of return. What we actually need to be thinking about is what are we actually trying to do with our money? Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you tie up your entire life savings into a real estate deal that's going to be tied up for 20 years, but you need the money in five years, 
it doesn't matter what the rate of return is because it's not helping you at all. You know what I mean? All it's doing is causing you more problems. So that's where uh, we want to try and take uh, our readers away from getting into the weeds of worrying about, you know, what is my exact rate of return this year or this month or, or today? And let's stop and actually think about what are you trying to accomplish? And of course, like you mentioned earlier, a lot of our focus is on retirement, uh, but maybe you've got shorter term goals too. Maybe you want to buy a vacation home in five years or start a business or whatever that is. Let's, let's start with the purpose in mind and then we can work backwards from there. Right. No, that's that's really interesting, especially that's something that we, we should really consider. Like, would you suggest then that depending on those goals, uh, whether it's short term or long term, you you might take different approaches to your investments? I think it's critical. Yeah. I mean, if you have I've had people say, Hey, I'm gonna buy a car in six months. What do you think of this stock? And I'm thinking, well, if you get lucky, that'll work out great. But if I'm buying something in a few months, I'm probably just going to stick it in the bank, even though I do this for a living, you know, right. because you just can't take that risk. Um, I was I was interviewed for um, uh, the Financial Times once, and they, they asked me about if someone comes into money, if they win the lottery, what do you recommend they do? And they were looking for specific investment recommendations. And I said, well, the first thing we need to talk about is what do you want? What are you trying to accomplish with the money? Um, and I completely shocked the interviewer because he was used to people just going down the line with, oh, look at these types of stocks or, or real estate or whatever. But yeah, mm-hmm. we, want, we want that thing to match, right? Um, right. You've, you've heard the idea of climbing the ladder of success, but if it's leaned against the wrong wall, you know, if, you're not actually, if you're not actually accomplishing what you wanted, then what was the, you kind of defeated the purpose. You know? Well, I think I got to steal that quote. Um, if, you, if you can climb the ladder of success, but if, you're, if you have it leaning against the wrong wall that's, you're probably not going to get anywhere. That's right. It's kind of like we sometimes, you know, if you get stuck in the rat race and you're working all the time and you don't see your family and then you think back later and you think, why, you know, I wish I would have spent more time with my family. Well, we can all stop and think about those things, you know, day to day about what really matters. And that's what I wanted to tie the book into also, you know, we talk about, you know, the different ways to diversify and allocate your money and that is going to be different. You, you asked the, the exact right question. It depends on your goals. It depends on how, how long of a timeline you have too. Right. So let, let's say it's, it sounds like you know, there might be a different answer for this too then. If, if you threw that other interviewer off with regarding the uh, lottery, would you, when do you think is the right time for somebody to consider retirement? Well, I think that that is, um, you know, I, I hope this doesn't sound like a cop out, but it's so individualized. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we have uh, clients that have been financially ready to retire and they retire and three months later, they're bored out of their mind and they're looking for a business to start or real estate to invest in or going back to work. Um, my own father actually retired at 50. I thought he'd go stir crazy in, in a few months and he never went back to work. And so mm-hmm. I think everyone's different. Um, and that's, you know, sometimes you can maybe try and figure that out before, you know, targeting your retirement, but sometimes you just don't know until you do it, you know? And so that's, that's one of the fascinating things about life, um, is maybe we think we we just want to be playing golf every day or fishing or, uh, strumming your guitar, but maybe, maybe you can't do that 16 hours a day. That would drive my wife nuts. (laughs) So, so, uh, since since you brought this up too, then it, it sounds like you know based on what we what I had done a little research about you, you even talk about phases of retirement, 
is that lean into what you're talking about? It kind of depends on what you're trying to accomplish. And yeah, it does. I mean, for we like to use the uh, this is kind of from experience with people. If you take a if you if you choose, you know, let's say that kind of typical American retirement of kind of working and saving and accumulating and then retiring around your 60s, for example. Uh, a lot of people talk about, we're, we're kind of learning, there's kind of three phases. There's the go-go years, which is early on. You're younger and you're healthier. You've got your bucket list of things you've been wanting to do. Uh, and after a while, you do a lot of that. And then you kind of settle into the, the slow-go years uh, where you're kind of, you're still mobile, you know, and maybe some of us have, you know, family or friends. You're kind of even seeing transition through these things. And at some point, if we live long enough, I used to call it the no-go years, but I, I've heard it said the won't-go years, you know, where you might say to somebody, you know, hey, let's get you out of the house and let's go have dinner. And, you, and they just say, no, I just, I, I won't go because it's, it's just too much of a hassle, <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, so I think that that's valuable because the last thing we want to do is save all your money for, you know, the end of your life when you're not even going to enjoy it anyway. You know, we want to mm-hmm. we want to find that balance of, our job is to make sure you never run out of money. Uh, right. So we have to make sure you don't go crazy, you know, early in life. But on the flip side, we want you to enjoy it when you're young and healthy and vibrant and, you know, can live life. And so, and to your point, you you asked a great point. Well, maybe that means you semi-retire and you do it earlier, you know, so you have mm-hmm. more years and more flexibility. You know, it depends, certainly depends on person, personal preferences and, you know, job choices and things like that. So just just to remind everybody, if you'd like more information, especially about some of the some of his books and and I think there's quite a bit of information even on your website directly, head over to the retirementsecret.com and uh, we'll make sure I like I said, I'll have those links in the show notes. Are you pretty active on any of the social medias too? We are, yeah. Um, and you can look for uh, Pat Struby. That's S-T-R-U-B-B-E. Or the the uh, our financial planning company is preservation specialists, so we're we're out there all over the place. Any one of those, you can track us down. Yeah. So, yeah, I was pretty easy to find you when I did. I was doing a little research on you. So I'm going to circle back in, in a in a strange way. We're going to go back to real estate investing though, because what I think is interesting is that you typically talk about investing and using the analogies of a roof and walls and foundation. Let's let's go through those uh, th- those items of a building and and see how this is structured. Yeah, this is the idea, really. That's kind of the the the, the basis of the new book. Uh, and the reason I wrote the book was because we we've been using this idea for about a decade, and our clients just love it because you know finance is complicated, right? And we no, most of us don't have a lot of training. School doesn't tell us what to do, how to pay our bills, how to invest, or anything like that. And um, so this idea of using a three-level house, and that's kind of what your life savings or nest egg is, is put into. And so I, I love sharing this, and that's what we dig into in the book. So if you think of the foundation of the house, you know that has to be very strong and sturdy, of course. So that's going to be anything that's safe and guaranteed. So that could be like FDIC-insured bank accounts, uh, could be government bonds, uh, annuities that have guarantees to them. Now, none of those are paying a lot of interest right now, right? Almost zero. <laughs> so, uh, so you don't have a lot of return there, but at least you have safety. Um, if I skip up to the roof, which is the top floor of the house, uh, that is what's exposed to the elements. 
right? So that's going to be the riskiest or the growth area. So, um, you know, usually we're talking about like stock market or things like that, uh, anything that can vary day to day. And then there's a whole section in the middle we call the walls. Uh, and the walls is anything in between. It's not guaranteed, but it's not usually fluctuating like crazy like the stock market is. Um, and there's a number of things that can fit there, but uh, a perfect example for this conversation is we put real estate there. Real estate, mm-hmm. you have um, the opportunity for nice growth. Uh, you have the opportunity for income. If you're investing for income, um, it's an inflation hedge and it's also backed by physical assets. Those are the kinds of things we're looking for in the walls. And uh, most people, until they get exposed to real estate investing, they don't even know there is such a thing, right? They've got all their money in the bank and maybe they got money in the 401k in the roof. And so uh, we've just found so many people over the years, they get kind of excited by that and they say, wait, what are these other ideas that are out there? And that, that's what's been kind of fun about using that analogy. Sure. You know, I, I, I've got to bring things to modern or, or in our current time period, you know, with COVID and everything else going on. Um, has any of any of your change anything changed in your investment strategies during this period? Well, I th- that's a that's a really good question. I, I think you know one thing to keep in mind is, of course, you know how you are al- you know how you're diversifying amongst those three levels. It, it comes back to what's the purpose of your money, your goals, and how old are you, and what's your time frame. A lot of our clients are you know maybe 55, 60, 65. Um, so we already had them divvied up quite a bit, right? We didn't want them mostly in the stock market or, you know, in high, you know, high growth real estate. Um, so COVID was a test for us. And um, it was nice to see when you have a blend of these things, you can really weather the storm. Um, now, our younger clients that are further from retirement, um, that was, you know, it, 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 for any, anyone listening that has, you know, a lot in the stock market last year, I think it dropped by about a third in about a month which is historic. And <laughs> you think about how, how old our great country is, and that had never happened before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really shook a lot of people. And, um, you know, we have a lot, you know, certainly some people like to invest on their own and do it themselves. And, and we certainly understand that there's nothing wrong with that. We think that's one of the values of having a, a planning team working with you. You've got someone kind of helping guide along the way. And, you know, we, we don't have a crystal ball either, but we knew you know, the economy was okay before COVID. We knew it would eventually be okay coming out of it. So we were able to kind of work with our clients and make sure they didn't make any any rash decisions with their money. Yeah. Do you have any recommendations or suggestions for people to, you know, like one of the things that I think a lot of people experienced is that, you know, small businesses are being shut down. Uh, their incomes are being disrupted because of lockdowns and a few other things. I mean, Unfortunately, I feel like we need to prepare ourselves, not if for if this happens again, but when it happens again. Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, most financial planners like us, um, you know, we have disagreements with people like Dave Ramsey that, that make general broad generalizations amongst a lot of different people. But one of the things that I give him enormous credit for is the advice to to get out of debt and also set up emergency funds. It's just, you know, those are just kind of the basics of financial planning that uh, a lot of us kind of gloss over. And I agree with you. I um, mean, we this has been a lesson, you know, any hardship in life, we can all learn from it. And I think you're absolutely right. One of the lessons COVID taught us is, 
hey, we need to get back to basics and make sure we all have that that reserve in place because you just don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if you're going to have a medical issue. Uh, if God forbid someone pass away, um, you know, lose a job, lose a, lose an investment, right? All those things can happen in such a short period of time. And you just need to, I think having that emergency reserve and also like, like we're talking about here, diversify. Don't put all those eggs in one basket because um, they're mm-hmm. all going to be affected differently. Sure. You know, and, and this is going to be completely out of left field, but I have a feeling you're going to be, have an answer for it. What do you think of all of the stuff that's been going on with, you know, Bitcoin, for example, some of that type of investing that is so alien to me that I, I it doesn't even uh, cross my mind as a viable thing. But it, apparently that this has become a, a very large in fact, some of the some of those apps you said you can invest yourself. Some of the apps on your on your phone allow you to even invest in some of these cryptocurrencies. Yeah, it's uh, you know I have an appreciation for technology and you know the the way that uh, things are changing and, and in some ways improving so quickly these days. Uh, so I'm not against things like that. I will say it brings to mind um, Warren Buffett's explanation of the difference between investing and speculating. And I think all of us, you know, we hear the the financial media and talking about Bitcoin and talking about GameStop and all these crazy things that are bouncing all over the place, you know, because that's what Kramer talks about on CNBC and all these kinds of mm-hmm. things, you know. Uh, but that's that's real, that's not investing, that's speculating. That's, you know, trying to put your money in something and gambling that you're guessing right that's going to go up in value. That's not really what investing is. You know, Warren Buffett hasn't made billions of dollars by speculating. He's studying what he's looking at. I would say Warren Buffett's more like a real estate investment. You don't want to buy a piece of real estate unless you really believe you're buying it for value, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, that's, whereas if, if you ask someone, what do you think the value of Bitcoin is? No one really has any idea because it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's not physical. There's nothing there. Sure. Well, you know, I've really been enjoying this conversation, but I always like to leave people with an idea, like a couple of actionable items that they can they they can take take some sort of action on right away, even today, as soon as they they're done listening to this show. Do you have a couple things that they can they can do right now that could possibly make a difference? Well, yeah, I think that um, you know uh, you know you already hit on it right away. I think the first thing is if you have financial worries or you're concerned about it, let's go back to your purpose. What are you trying to accomplish with your money? And then are your actions following that? Uh, Because you might identify some things that are out of order, and that might be a very easy way for you to to improve your situation. The second piece is if you have begun investing or you've been investing for a long time, I would really encourage your listeners to think about those three levels because you could very quickly, someone could very quickly sketch that out and say, okay, what do I have in savings and guaranteed type money? What do I have in, that's the foundation of the house, in the roof? Do I have money in the stock market that's bouncing all over the place? Okay. And then what do I have in that middle area, that, that real estate and things like that? And then do I feel comfortable with my balance, right? You and I were talking a moment ago about not putting all your eggs in one basket and you know that diversification can create a lot of stability. I, I think that's a very quick uh, takeaway that a lot of people could could uh, either have peace of mind as they look at their breakdown, or they might identify things right away that maybe they want to make some adjustments to. So, no, I, I really appreciate everything you've given us here today. There's been a lot of value there. And, and uh, 
hopefully uh, people will reach out and acquire your books. Um, the retirement secret.com. Uh, his name is Pat Struby, S T R U B B E. Make sure you look him up on social media. Uh, there's a lot of great content on his website. I really appreciate your time. I, I wish you the best of luck with these books. Like I said, I'm a big fan of this type of writing. Um, it's so much easier to consume. And uh, thank you so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed it. Appreciate the questions. And uh, thanks very much for your time, too. This has been the REI Mastermind Network. You can already tell that we've made some changes and a few more are on the way. If you are interested in what we have planned, head over to patreon.com slash REI Mastermind and support the show today. Financial contributions are always appreciated, along with a like, share, and review. It really helps us grow and reach more people with this valuable information. See you next time and tell a friend.